Well, it looks like President Trump is coming home from the hospital. About an hour from now, the man at the head of the most powerful country in the history of the world will be walking out of Walter Reed Hospital and going back to the White House, where he will convalesce for a little while longer just to make sure he isn't infectious, but he is in no danger, and he's doing well. I think the line of this whole uh, drama was had by Matt Getz from Florida, who said, he's a congressman from Florida, in case you don't know who he is, who said, Trump will not have to recover from COVID-19. COVID-19 will have to recover from Trump. And that's probably true. But Donald Trump didn't have a little help, but it's not help that is unavailable to other Americans as well. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. Pardon me for the little cough. I, it's nothing to do with COVID. I just had a little bit of a, uh, something stuck in my throat. You can follow us at National Preview Online. Please subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes App Store, NP Online or go to the Google Play Store, download podbean.com, which is our hosting service. It's a free app, and you can follow us there, and it's free to subscribe. This way you won't miss anything. And you can always email me at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com. Well, <clears throat> COVID is something, COVID-19 anyway, is something we're still learning quite a good deal about. Uh, mortality numbers back from March and April, when we were still in our infancy of learning about the virus, said that for people in President Trump's age group, the expected mortality, if you had one comorbidity, was 3.4%. If you had no comorbidities, it would be less, and if you had more comorbidities, it would be more. But since that time, other therapies have been made available. Now, Regeneron, one of the biggest pharmaceutical research companies uh, in this country, it happens to be based right here in New York State in Westchester County. It's the largest employer in New York State outside of the government, has developed a new drug for the COVID-19 virus. It's a, um, something to do with the antibodies, Redemsevir. And they're offering it to people who, will, who uh, wish to try it in a clinical trial. Um, but many of these drugs, you know, clinical trials are difficult. Uh, it's like, like with cancer drugs. You know, when something is experimental, people are, in the medical profession are not going to recommend you try an experimental drug to try and save your life unless you have availed yourself of therapies that have already been proven to work. Only when the proven to work therapies fail, do people usually resort to experimental drugs? Now, this really isn't fair to the, to the drug. I mean, it's fair to the person, and that's the ultimate concern, but it's not a fair representation of what the drug can do because it means that in many cases, by the time the experimental drug is introduced, this disease, whatever it may be, be it cancer or something else, may have progressed so far that you're simply beyond the help of the drug. Now, we know in the case of um, hydroxychloroquine, which the media keeps panning, we now know that five days or so after symptoms appear when you have COVID-19, the viral load in the human body explodes. And at that point, if hydroxychloroquine is administered, it's not nearly as effective. If it's administered before the viral load explodes, 
hydroxychloroquine works very well. Now, um, the doctors at Walter Reed must have really known what they were doing. They recommended that the president try this. Now, the president, of course, is in a good position because he is tested every day as a matter of necessity. He is, after all, the president of a major country. So he's tested every day. So he doesn't have to even wait until symptoms appear. He knows within a day if he's been infected and antibodies are starting to be um, populating in his system. So treatment can be, can be begun right away. And that has to be an advantage. If any of us were tested every day, we would have that same advantage. So I was never overly concerned because Trump is a man of great vitality. But that's how that works. He's getting that experimental drug. He's going home today. He was only put in the hospital on Friday. Didn't stay there very long. That's probably one of the fastest recoveries from COVID for anyone who's got symptoms. But again, there are a lot of people out there are just completely asymptomatic. So we wish the president well. And I'm sorry, those of you on the left who thought that Trump was going to kiss off. He's not going to kiss off. He's back in the action and uh, ready to take on Joe Biden again. And speaking of Joe Biden, an interesting piece of information just came my way by way of a Twitter feed of a talk show host. It's the Halt Turner radio show. She posted a link to something that appeared, I think, on OAN and again on Facebook. It seems here that the corporation Burisma admits in court filings in the Ukraine that they bribed U.S. Vice President, uh, then U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, the current Democratic presidential candidate. Yes, you heard me right. Burisma Corporation admits in a Ukraine court that they bribed Joe Biden. I will read directly from it here. In an utterly stunning development for U.S. politics, Burisma Gas Holdings Corporation of Ukraine admitted in court today they bribed U.S. Vice President Joseph Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. The only issue left is how much the bribes were. At present, Burisma disputes a claim that the bribe amounted to 900000 There are indications the amount may be far greater. The ongoing case of Ukrainian gas holding company Burisma against People's Deputy of Ukraine, Andriy Durkak, has revealed that Burisma did, in fact, bribe Joe and Hunter Biden with large cash payments. The only question now is how much. Now, should we really care how much it was, though, ladies and gentlemen? Like the old saying, man walks up to a lovely woman and says, excuse me, would you sleep with me for a dollar? Hell no, I wouldn't sleep with you. Wouldn't sleep with you for a dollar. What do you think I am? He says, would you sleep with me for a million dollars? Oh, for a million I might. I said, but you said you wouldn't sleep with me for a dollar. He says, that's right. What do you think I am? He says, well, ma'am, that's already been established. We're now just haggling over the price. When you take a bribe, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's 900000 100000 30000 20000 or $20, you've been bribed. Your character is compromised. You are a criminal. You are corrupt. That's what Joe and Hunter Biden are. That's what they've always been. Nothing changes. 
the game, the song remains the same, only the players change. So Mr. Joe Biden, who wants to accuse President Trump of corruption, now we know in court affidavits is a bribe receiver. And as this story develops, we're going to keep following it. But uh, during the first televised presidential debate, which aired, as you know, last week, President Trump dropped a massive hint when he asked Biden why his son took three and a half million from the wife of a Moscow mayor. That was a hint. I guess Trump might have gotten wind of something. I mean, heads of state hear things that other people don't. He might have gotten wind or knew that perhaps this shoe was going to drop. Uh, But uh, we're going to continue to follow this developing story. Meanwhile, this is just an abbreviated version. I just wanted to get on on the air today, a short podcast to welcome the president back home. Tomorrow, I'm going to be going into more detail about a topic that I obliquely referenced last week. I was talking about crime, um, the disproportionate amount of crime that is committed by black Americans as re- as correlated by FBI officials when they put together all the data they receive from the various police departments and law enforcement agencies throughout the country. I'm going to talk a little more about how that data is collected and from whom, uh, and therefore speak to its validity and explain why this is um, the reason for high numbers of confrontations between the police and men of African-American extraction. It's not because the police are seeking them out. It's because they commit a disproportionate amount of crime. Now, as I said on Friday, there may be socioeconomic reasons for that, but that is not something for the police to solve. The police simply deal with the fallout, and the fallout is the disproportionate amount of crime that's committed. So join me tomorrow. We'll have more on that and more on this developing story about Joe Biden and his bribe receiving from uh, Burisma in the case involving his son in the Ukraine. Once again, President Trump, welcome home. Get back on the trail. We're behind you a thousand percent. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.